Welcome to Sound Progress, a podcast series which explores AXA IM's journey to a better tomorrow through collaboration. Here we're going to explore how collaboration drives change and show how through dialogue with other participants in and around the asset management arena, it's possible to innovate, challenge and overcome obstacles faster and more expansively. In our first episode, we're going to be exploring blockchain. Now, you'll all know that's seen as a real game changer in the financial services industry. And blockchain has been, it's fair to say, charged with a lot of expectations. And everyone's been talking about it for sure. But it has taken some time to take off, though, practically. I'm Dominic Laurie, and I'm pleased to welcome Laurence Arnold from AXA IM. Laurence, welcome. Hi, Dominic. Hello. Thierry Gruess from EY. Hello. Hi, Thierry. And Jean Devonbe from BNP Paribas Security Services. Jean, welcome. We're going to be talking about what blockchain really is and does. You're going to be able to understand it, I promise you, uh, by the time you stop listening to this podcast. And we're also going to be talking about how collaboration between different players in the asset management industry can help best leverage its potential and overcome its pitfalls. Who wants to take the, the million dollar question? Mm-hmm. What is blockchain? Well, basically, blockchain is, is a technology that changes how information is shared between uh, participants. Why is it called blockchain? It's because uh, it's a sequence of blocks. So in every block, there will be information inside and you will validate this information with everyone who is participating to this network. So it's like a sort of set of Lego bricks that just gets bigger and bigger. You keep on adding to it, but you can't change the design of the Lego once exactly. it's done. Laurence, um, give us an idea of how uh, blockchain is already being used um, in practice in perhaps another, another industry, another sector. And blockchain is often used for traceability. So we see it in the food industry, for example. Uh, it would be, uh, as an example, uh, cheese or wine, where you get uh, the information on all the way it goes through. So uh, from uh, the vineyard to uh, the bottle to the uh, cellar, etc. Uh, and uh, and it al- it's also used for diamonds, for example, for, for all the traceability. Uh, uh, so you, you would have all the information, step-by-step information, in every block and when it goes to someone else for example for uh, delivery uh, then the, the the person receiving the diamonds for example would then register his information in blockchain as well and it would add up with the other blocks finishing with the whole information about the diamonds the wine or the cheese for example and that information is easily sort of accessible and readable by every worker along that chain or every customer or whatever exactly everyone has access to the rec- to the to register uh, through a key which is, is the, the way you can access your information what's the problem um jean what's the problem that blockchain is trying to fix so in many uh, industries uh, specifically financial industries you have to deal with data data is at the core of what you are doing in financial industry and with traditional technologies it's a challenge to manage data to harmonize data to standardize data blockchain is supposed to really deliver a completely new approach to managing data and to uh, share data between participants and i think that's the core of it then of course on top of that we all know about uh, the encryption uh, dimension of blockchain about uh, the consensus management and trust building uh, approach of blockchain and so on and so forth. But really, at the heart of it, think about data. Describe the kind of, I guess you might say, pain points. Describe the the kind of the problems that exist currently that blockchain might overcome or get rid of. So let's focus maybe on one very simple, a transaction. transaction. So a transaction between two parties. Today, 
will involve the two parties plus intermediaries, service providers. Okay, Each of them, the two parties and the service providers, will have its own platform with its own database. So at the end, they have to reconcile, to reconcile excuse me, uh, very often between each other. What blockchain and that's is, painful. And that's very painful. And how, how does that happen? That's like at the moment that might be phone calls, it might be emails, it might be, can you fill in this and thing on my system? dedicated platform to reconcile other platforms. And maybe on our side, on, uh, on an asset manager uh, side, uh, the client also has this burden to subscribe to a fund. It's a, a nightmare to actually be able to invest in a fund for the first time. And it's also a very much email exchange, uh, Excel spreadsheets, etc. So it could also help uh, sharing information very easily. Because actually blockchain is a very old idea, isn't it? It goes back to sort of double ledger accounting, which my father was an accountant. He you know, always told me, Dominic, you have to create records, two records of everything you do so you know what you have. So there's, why are the, th why are the sort of four of us, well, the three of you in the room, is that you're basically trying to collaborate to come up with a, a solution for your industry, investment management. So uh, in fund industry, you have two key parties, the fund producer, the fund manufacturer, the, the asset manager, and you have uh, the one who invests into the fund, uh, the investor or the distributor of, uh, of funds. And in the middle, again, you have uh, a lot of uh, service providers helping one or the other to perform what has to be done in terms of processes, in terms we spoke about reconciliation, in terms of position keeping, in terms of cash payment, and so on. Making and so sense of each other's information. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So you have this ecosystem, okay, um, which is currently facing a lot of challenges and pain points. For instance, uh, we already spoke about data. So one of the most obvious pain points is the lack of standardization of data. There is another challenge um, which is about the fragmentation of practices across different markets in Europe because, because funds are supposed to circulate across different locations in Europe, but those markets are, uh, uh, are following different rules. Yeah. And on top of that, you have new regulations that came on this industry in the last years Okay, to securize the industry, which is very positive, but which bring additional challenges because you need more reporting, more transparency, more standardization. So what we're trying to do together is actually build a platform which is a, a digital distribution platform for our funds and for funds for, from other asset managers. And basically what, what it's going to do is a client will be able to Go on, be onboarded on this platform to invest in the funds which are uh, proposed for him to invest in and uh, all the subscription and redemption, all the flows uh, will go into this platform and directly to the asset manager, to the transfer agent and all uh, maybe on, until, until fund accounting. So the idea is to ease the life of our clients. So the uh, the project uh, in the end should uh, should really bring value to uh, to the, the fund the fund distribution and to asset management so what you're saying is you're not trying to cut out a lot of the people currently in the ecosystem and saying they're not relevant not you're saying they still have a role absolutely uh, you still need the expertise and you still need the people um, ready to take responsibilities and judgment and you, there's still a role for judgment absolutely so you know, it's, it's, it, I think it's fair to say that you're not the only 
sort of partnership that's trying to move towards platforms to try to move towards marketplaces to bring a lot of participants together what is what is sort of unusual and what would you say is special about your approach is it is it the fact that it's blockchain enabled is that a big part of it what's we you know what's what's different about what you're trying to do so there are different use cases uh, in around uh, Europe and what we're trying to do is find a use, use case where we can scale it up actually and all the initiatives already um, pushed uh, have faced uh, several challenges and regulation is one of them interoperability of blockchains is one of them etc uh, etc et so we're trying to address these and uh, collaboration is key as we said because what we're trying to do is a, a, an international um, platform where the borders are, uh, don't exist anymore the barriers are, are, are dropped and uh, and where uh, where investors uh, have a, have an easy life actually the, the thing is about blockchain is that it's a uh, ecosystem based technology by definition all the different market players uh, are developing uh, trust between each other to validate stuff which is uh, decentralized here we're trying to do the same we're trying to build a new ecosystem and a new platform which is ecosystem led and uh, we're as jean said we're shifting from a linear uh, value chain to uh, to a ecosystem led uh, where everybody can is connected to each other through the blockchain so you're from ey um you know jean's from bmp is it basically you're saying that you cannot achieve things in this kind of area without working to in a very different way you have to basically call up someone who's in not necessarily a rival but kind of you know an adjacent business and say look i need your help we need to do this together that's very true i think um this initiative is about new technology for sure blockchain creating new business model we mentioned that already uh, having the same people but working differently but it's also about a new approach you won't succeed in reinventing uh, an industry without all the key expertise around the table and this is really what we have decided to do when we started almost three years ago um, working together cover uh, mixing expertise accepting also to have different views uh, accepting also to work differently from what we do uh, usually as a provider as a client as an advisor finding a new way uh, by mixing those expertise uh, to invent something new that's interesting because you talk about three years what's what's worked well what what are the happy days you've had what what's the kind of successes there have been many successes uh, there the f one of the first one is actually to to uh, create a, a proposition of what we want to do and what we want to sell and uh, and also uh, build up uh, the, f the first modules and I think uh, Jean has a lot to say on that uh, creating uh, the first flow blockchain f flow which uses the blockchain technology is quite impressive and we was that like a eureka moment were you all standing yeah. in your white coats in the laboratory going <laughs> yippee yes actually <laughs> I guess this is not like something very material you know we're speaking about digital stuff so it's all about coding on the it's computer. not CERN in Geneva it's not it's not the Large Hadron Collider but it's no no but uh, it's more like you know um, step by step step sorry proving that a technology works um, that uh, your conviction prove uh, to be true um, but um, so what did you do did you create a kind of a you basically did a few dummy transactions on blockchain and 
and it worked? Or how, how, how did you yes, prove your concept? We, we started with what we call proof of concept. Yeah, we've had uh, mathematicians, blockchain engineers and so on, really trying to crack the case on ensuring full privacy on, on transactions. That took a couple of months to really design new mathematical equations. And then when the result was there after four months of investigations, we ensured and we validated that it was possible to do what we wanted to do. I imagine that sort of thing is a constant battle though, because you know people are always coming up with new ways to try to disrupt privacy and to try to hack into whatever data is yeah, around. Because uh, we're talking about large financial transactions here, the prize for the hacker and the criminal is is a great one, isn't it? Exactly, it's a it's a race for innovation, a race for new use cases on, on the blockchain. Some of them are private, some of them are, are made public on a public blockchain uh, through public protocols and so on. The whole blockchain community is really going, going fast, uh, developing, doing uh, uh, a lot of different research to try and crack the case on everything. So it's a race for innovation and that's what is going to make it uh, possible at the end of the day because as you have everybody working on it, uh, there are small parts of the solutions which are currently being found every day on the blockchain community. So the question is where are we now? How far are you along the journey? Um, when, is it, when, we, when are we going to see this in operation? But we have been working uh, very hardly on that for the last uh, several months, so the last year maybe. Uh, and uh, what we're going uh, to do now is have an end-to-end pilot, uh, which means that uh, we're going to try to uh, have uh, a flow from the client until the transfer agent. So really That's like a full dress rehearsal if you're putting on a play. Uh, be like you're all, we- all wearing your costumes, you've learned all your lines. Exactly, and we, we'll, we'll still have a lot of work to do and, uh, and, and, and many things are still on our road uh, to be cracked. But, uh, but hopefully after the, with this pilot, we'll be able to launch a proper MVP. And in parallel, we really hope that uh, also on the regulatory uh, side, things will have evolved. And what we want to do is also have these discussions with regulators uh, in France, in Luxembourg, in the UK, to really push uh, forward uh, this, uh, this use case. So to finish up, what's the dream then? What, where, how, when will you know you've succeeded? What is, what is this you know this bright shiny future look like for me it's uh when when we're gonna have sold the first license and i think that's gonna be a wonderful and uh, and they give you good feedback for it as well and they give us good feedback hopefully uh this kind of uh, of platform will help invest easily in our products we care about our clients and what we want to do is help them to have a better tomorrow and from the ey and the bnp point of view what is what does the future look like how, how do you know when this is when, when your dreams have been fulfilled so first of all, this is a mid-term future. Don't expect a- a- everything in the coming months. Uh, we are going to go through uh, uh, still some steps uh, to reach this uh, this future. Uh, but this is also the beauty of this project, uh, going step by step, proving things, and then moving forward. I think this is important. Uh, we don't want to rush. We want to bring solid solutions, secured solutions to the market. That's important. You mentioned that. We are in a very regulated environment. There is no way we can play uh, with safety of transactions. So uh, we will go step by step, that's important. And so the future, what is it? Yes, it's bringing uh, new users on the platform, definitely, uh, managing significant volumes on this platform. And on our side, our, our mission is uh, to, to build a better working world. And so it's, it's uh, in line with, with XIM. The, the, 
we would really be happy in having a, a first user of the overall software and a happy client, as Laurence was saying. That will be the, the success, and uh, we really want to, to work on it. And the success as well will be uh, not only not to do that, us three in the room, but to do that with other partners, other ecosystem players, uh, market players on the asset management chain, um, technology players, or other players as well who, who share the, the same vision as, uh, as ours. Okay, Thierry Gruess from EY, uh, Jean de Vombay from BNP, Paribas, and Laurence Arnold from Axe RIM. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dominic. Sure.